We're coming to you here in our A.G. Reynolds Excavating Podcast Studio, sponsored by Reynolds Excavating. Aaron Reynolds has been in the excavating business for over 18 years, I think it is now. He's a member of the Better Business Bureau, an accredited business with an A-plus rating. Uh, Reynolds Excavating can handle any type of land leveling, commercial dirt work. Um, They're a drainage contractor, excavating contractor. They do grading. Uh, They run a huge operation, but don't get me wrong, they are still a family-owned operation. Uh, Aaron, his wife, his brother, his dad, they all work in the company. And what I know you'll get from Aaron Reynolds is he'll do the work it takes to get the job right. Before he leaves, the job will be done right. He will be hands-on no matter where the job is located. Uh, I'm honored to be working with Aaron Reynolds and his company, Reynolds Excavating, to do this podcast. If your company needs their service, uh, send me an email uh, to joeyb at todaysplea.com. That's joeyb at todaysplea.com. I'll get you in touch with Aaron myself if you send me an email there, and I promise you won't regret it. This here podcast is to shed light on a few things. Some things may not be appropriate, and that won't be intentional, but it will be real. We promise you to keep it real. Good, bad, or ugly, it'll be real. Now, I'd advise you to be discretionary with your viewers and your listeners. That being said, welcome to today's plea with myself, old Joey B. Okay, we're here with Caleb Ryan Martin. How you doing, Caleb? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. Drove in from Nashville yeah. this morning, right? Yeah. And playing in Hot Springs tonight. Yes. Hot Springs, Arkansas. It's picking and a grinning, breaking strings. Beating them strings like they're owing you money. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just start off with a song. I'll play this uh, older song I wrote that was on my first album. Lady hung her 
listen, he sang to the forest rang, and he won the heart of the lady. He whistled, he sang to the forest rang, and he won the heart of the lady. He whistled, he sang to the forest rang, and he won the heart of real music thank you that's the real stuff real stuff which is what i like yeah what's the name of the place that you're playing in uh hot springs tonight it's called maxine's it's down on the main drag down there and i guess it's like the uh biker weekend or something oh yeah so i guess there'll be a lot of people there but it's a really cool place it's an old brothel there used to be an old like uh whorehouse yeah Yeah. no way nobody listens to my show will know what a brothel is (laughs) so so it's it's a really cool uh place to go and play yeah well there'll be a lot of folks in town have you driven around hot springs very much i have um it's just screwed up it's really i don't know (laughs) you you go down this one-way street here so like when you need to go back you think okay i should go back down that way well no you can't you gotta go back around that way yeah you know it's just uh it's really uh, kind of confusing. Yeah, you got to look. Good thing for GPS, huh? That's right. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to finding a parking spot tonight down there, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I one time went down to Seabrook, Texas. I don't know if you've ever been down through there, like it's the Galveston kind of area. And uh, I just thought, when I get there, I'll get a hotel room, you know, no big deal. So yeah. there'll be one open. Well, it was like a bike week thing. Yeah. So I had to People stay. People everywhere. Like, <laughs> yes. I had to stay like. Um, 45 minutes from where I needed to be every day. Oh, man. No. I'm just sleeping in my car. (laughs) It's funny you say that, sleep in your car. I've had that conversation about you from uh, the last time you were on the podcast. You said, hey, sometimes I'll sleep in my car. Yeah. And uh, that's called doing the work. Yeah. Doing whatever it takes. Yeah, I mean. Save 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is. There was one place. (laughs) I was playing in Cheyenne, Wyoming one time, and uh, I passed and I didn't have a place to stay or nothing. And so I passed by this motel with this big neon and Indian. And so I was like, that place looks cool. And it was like $30 to stay there. So I go in, you know, pay my $30 and get my room key. And I walk in, flip over the pillow on the bed, and there's a blood stain <laughs> about that big. On the pillow? On the pillow, yeah. yeah. Not even on the mattress. No, on the cheap. pillow. And it, was, it grossed me out. But I stayed there. Didn't sleep in your car? Nope. Just toughed it out. Yeah. Yeah. So. One, one time, uh, my dad, if he's listening to this, he'll think it's funny. One, t- <laughs> one time, um, I was playing a show in Joplin, Missouri, and then we had a family reunion the next day that my dad really wanted to go to, and he wanted to go to the show and the family reunion, and the family reunion was in Mountain View. So we got the bright <laughs> idea to drive through the night, and uh, by the time we got to Mountain View, it was you know really early in the morning, so dad's like, let's sleep in this funeral home parking lot. <laughs> I was like, all right. And not even 20 minutes later, we come get ran off by the police. <laughs> in the funeral home parking lot? Yeah, funeral home parking lot, yeah. You, should, like, you could have at least got a casket or something. I know, I know. <laughs> Slept easy. <laughs> Had some comfort. Yeah. Well, where do you, uh you going back to Nashville after tonight, or where do you go? Um, Yeah, I'll be back in Nashville after tonight, and then... Um, the end of this month, I'll be on like a 10-day tour out west, doing like Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, Texas, places like that. So you'll start out in Colorado? No, I'm doing 
the the whole schedule is Nashville, Kansas City, Colorado, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Missouri, Arkansas, Nashville. And back, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So big where, circle. Where at in Missouri? I'm playing. It's in Carthage, Missouri, Carthage. and Springfield, Missouri. Got oh, yeah. Two shows there. So I think the last time you were here, you were uh, when you left here, you were going to play for the first time at the uh, Folk Center, yeah, Folk Center in in uh, Mountain View. Mm-hmm. How was that? I, I, that? I remember that day. I tried to figure out a way. I had stuff going on. I was going to try yeah. to get up there in time, but we didn't oh, it was it, awesome. Um, yeah, because I've seen so many shows there. You know, I've seen so many bluegrass bands there. I saw Arlo Guthrie there, and uh, it was just really cool getting to play there and i had yeah. there's a good turnout and the people at the folk center really like the turnout so that made me look good yeah so, <laughs> so you get another chance at it yeah again, right? i'll be there again next spring cool so, yeah you already have it scheduled yeah awesome um i've been i meant to ask you this earlier but i'll go ahead and ask you now so recording um there's a guy that i've been reading a little bit about from timbo arkansas mm-hmm. And you might have put something online about him. It might have been where I first found it. Uh, was it is it Jimmy Driftwood? Jimmy Driftwood? Jimmy yeah. Driftwood is the heart and soul of Mountain View, Arkansas, Timbo. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I, I was, had a conversation with Charles Hames the other day, and I'm like, look, this guy's got to get a Lifetime Achievement Award yeah. soon for the yeah. Arkansas Country Music Awards. It's just awesome. Man. Jimmy Driftwood, he was actually a, he was my grandma's high school teacher. Really? He was her, her, he was her history teacher, and uh, – and he, Grandma, would tell stories about coming into class and Jimmy Drifter playing the, the guitar and stuff. Did he play that guitar? That oh, like, I have no you idea. You know that homemade one? Yeah. Uh, was, yeah, it's a guitar, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he's a he's a hero of mine for sure. Yeah, I think you. It might have been you that put that online, and then all of a sudden when I saw that, yeah. I said from Timbo, Arkansas, it's just up the street, and yeah. I went online. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, if you go it. there now, uh, in Mountain View, they have the Jimmy Driftwood Barn. And they have uh, shows there and everything. Oh, it's it's there. really cool. I don't yeah. know why I don't go to Mountain View more often because it's just like right there. thirty minutes, maybe yeah. twenty five minutes. We uh, sometimes take our boys camping at the uh, by the caverns there. You know the little camp area. Yeah, and like Sillamore Creek. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that is Sillamore Creek. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of tra- hiking trails and yeah, it's a good it's a good things. spot. It's a good spot. I always say, uh, you know. Every time I go through the tour of the caverns, mm-hmm. every time I do it, I think, why did I do this again? If you've done it once. Oh, Blanchard. Yeah, Blanchard. Bl- yeah. Blanchard Springs. Yeah. yeah. Not Sillimore. Blanchard Springs. Yeah. The, yeah. You know where you go, like, past the, where you go to the museum and there's uh-huh. the camp area back there? Yeah. Did you ever go down, you go down the elevator? Yeah. 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 That's what I say. Every time I do that, I think, why am I doing this? Because yeah. <laughs> you're halfway through the, yeah. the tour and you're like, okay, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that hadn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> The last time we actually went, it was kind of weird mm-hmm. because the elevator was out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they take you in that bus. I haven't done that. Hey, they take you. It's, I mean, it's an old ratty bus. Yeah. And they drive you around to the back. And there's like a hall that you, these doors, these big doors that Did open. You go in? Wow. Yeah, we went in. Matter of fact, it was kind of weird. I was like, uh, you think maybe the first people that got off the train of the Holocaust Thought right. like this, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, what well, if we're going in there and they're fixing to slam the doors behind Man, us and scary. gas us? That's scary, yeah. <laughs> it was definitely weird. But uh, Mountain View, man, is... Yeah, Jimmy Driftwood, he's 
He's the, he's the man. Yeah, absolutely. I need to I need to load get some more music of his. You know, he wrote the uh, Battle of New Orleans. I know. He wrote yeah. that one, yeah. There's another that he wrote, right? Uh, that's a, like a staple. Oh, probably. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, Battle of New Orleans, which lots of people covered that. Yeah. Yeah. I but, got into an argument with my brother about that, and he's like, oh, this other guy wrote it. And I was like, no, we call Grandma. Grandma knows. <laughs> Jimmy Driftwood wrote that song. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that. Uh, you think about all of those little things that influence you to play music like you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? What if you subtracted that part, that music part, your grandma knowing him and all that out? Maybe you still play music, maybe not. You know, I don't know. Huge I don't, influence. I don't know. That, um, like I said, Mountain View is just, it's hard to get enough of that stuff. Yeah. It's just hard to believe that that happened there. Yeah. Because it's not a huge place. No. They, it's uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That's the full <laughs> music capital of the world. Yep. Right there. Right. Now, uh, you know Billy Don Burns? Oh, man. Billy Don Burns is awesome. He yeah. lives there, right? That's where he has a home yeah. there. Didn't yeah. you have him on here? No. He's agreed to come on, mm-hmm. but I ha- we haven't been able to work. He works his butt off still. Billy Don Burns, is, he's the man, too. He, uh, uh, yeah, he's awesome. Storytelling, man, got stories oh, that i didn't hear of him until a friend of mine in fayetteville told me about him and then i realized he lived in mountain view and mm-hmm. all the people he's played songs with and yeah everything. had friendships with and knew and yeah and influenced not in a lot of ways not that he was influenced by them he influenced them yeah <laughs> johnny paycheck he's uh, uh he's really good friends with shooter jennings yeah and uh that's really cool and he uh uh, there, uh, that song, uh, Gaylor Church, I mm-hmm. think is the name of it. Um, what's his name from Texas? Uh, Cody Jinks put that song on his last album. Oh, cool! I didn't that know song that. Gaylor Church is on there. Yeah, he, him, and uh, uh, Don, Billy Don Burns are good friends. Oh, cool! Yeah, Billy Don's awesome. Yeah, Mountain View, Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. I had uh, I let you listen to some of his music earlier. Uh, Raj Tipton on, mm-hmm. and he's friends with Billy Don, knows him, and, and he said, man, he, he, if you listen to his podcast, you hear him tell this. He said, if, if the people around here only knew what he's done for music, he said, hell, they'd have a statue of him oh, in yeah. Mountain View. And know, then he uh, said, hell, they'd have a statue of him in 56. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 56? <laughs> he said, downtown 56. Yeah. That's, where, that's where my grandpa's from. 56. Uh, he, how is it named 56? I've, I've always wanted to know that. I don't know how. I don't know why, but... Uh, Gotta be a reason. <laughs> I, I know my grandpa's from 56, and my grandma's from Timbo, and they met in Mountain View. So, I don't know. My kids have played some basketball games. Timbo's in our conference. Uh-huh. We played some games in that gym. You ever been in that gymnasium at Timbo High so. School? Uh-uh. It's like a barn that yeah. they put a gym floor in. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm You're sure. like sitting in the rafters of the barn. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't remember what I was going to tell you about but uh. about 56 or no, billy something, Don something about billy Don burns i don't remember what it was I, I, they need to put a statue of him there yeah yeah he's uh I, i'd messaged him when uh i don't know if you know barth grayson that does the strawberry mm-hmm. jam and bald knob yeah uh barth he played i think he played this last strawberry jam or they were going to get him to play i don't remember if he did or not um and at that time, I'd reached out trying to schedule a time to do a podcast during that, but mm-hmm. it didn't. Uh, our schedules didn't work out. Oh. 
he's he's a good dude. Sure. If I if I didn't have to work, I'd just go on the road and go do the podcast to yeah. where they are, you know, sure. just record it there <laughs> in their hotel room. Right. <laughs> but uh, uh unfortunately, you know, got to got to have some income. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything costs money nowadays for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yep. I always tell everybody, you know, money can't buy you happiness. Yeah. However, it does knock the rough edges off sadness. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> that sadness will get you. Yeah. If you don't knock them rough edges off of it. Well, uh, let's hear some more picking. All right. Got that. Before you pick that, um, tell us a little bit. Um, I know you haven't started with your bourgeois guitars. Tell us a little about that. I think that's oh, the, the bourgeois. Uh, but is it bourgeois? Bourgeois. Bourgeois. Yeah. Um, so if you are a touring musician and you play over a hundred shows a year or a certain amount, it, it, it varies from different companies, but, um, bourgeois, you have to play 150 to 200 shows a year to be considered to be like endorsed by them. Now, you said 150 to 200. to 200. Yeah. And so, uh, I've been trying to get endorsements and stuff since I was probably 16, but because uh, I started playing over 100 shows then. But, uh, yeah, I uh, got in touch with somebody at Bourgeois and their uh, people there, and they said they really like my stuff. And I didn't realize how many uh, – and I'm not trying to sound prideful or anything, but I didn't realize how many uh, great guitar players were endorsed mm-hmm. by them, like Doc Watson and Brian Sutton and Ricky Skaggs and all these big people. But anyway, they were... Uh, yeah, Ricky's Skaggs is all right on a six-string. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they they just told me that they want uh, someone like me to play their guitars and just help an them honor. help me. Yeah, that's an honor. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's being prideful at all. I, I tell everyone, hey, it, it's good to be humble, but don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if it's a good deal, it's a good deal. Yeah. No, I'm really excited. Uh, when will you have? When will you start playing one? First of the year. So your your last name is Martin. Yeah. Um, the Martin family with Martin guitars. They uh, <laughs> they're a little jealous. You think maybe? I don't know. You hope so, right? Uh, if they email me, then uh, that'll be fine too. This would be a bidding war, right? <laughs> <laughs> Live, living in Nashville, I think it's uh, appropriate to play a honky tonk song. Sounds good. Let's do it. It's Wayne the Train Hancock, right here. Thunderstorms and neon signs. There's a big black cloud that's blowing in from the west. I've been driving all day, and Lord, I sure could use some rest. And there's a motel up ahead where I can unwind. Cause I sure love a thunderstorm and a neon sign I grew up on the road from town to town My daddy's line of work kept us moving around I've got fine memories of the way things were back then Warmth of a neon when a cold storm's moving in. I listen to the opera in a small cafe. 
stop to give a mile along the way Whenever I hear the wheels begin to whine It takes me back to another time Quite some time Mixed with the lightning Is the glow from a neon sign There's a big black cloud That's blowing in from the west I've been driving all day And Lord, I sure could use some rest There's a motel up ahead Where I can unwind I sure love a thunderstorm and a neon sign Cause I sure love a thunderstorm and a neon sign Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that song. Yeah, he's uh, considered the Hank Williams of country music today. Okay, Wayne the Train Hancock. Very underrated musician. Is he play? Is he live in Nashville? No, uh, he's a... Uh, I don't know where he lives, but uh, he's he's a touring musician. He's up he's up in like his late fifties. Oh wow! He's touring and he's the man. That's a good song. Everybody loves a thunderstorm and a neon sign. Yeah. What part of Nashville do you live in? So when my wife and I moved there, we moved to Hendersonville, which is North okay. Nashville, yeah. a little bit. Um, but we just bought a house in Pleasant View, Tennessee, which is probably thirty five minutes north of downtown. Okay. And uh it's it's awesome. Traffic. It's not it's not uh it's a small town, you know, and so mm-hmm. traffic's not crazy. But me being from Arkansas and not living in for not, <laughs> you know, have living anywhere else, living in a big city like Nashville can be kind of stressful with traffic. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. It's a good place to be though. It's a it's a neat town. You know, it's a town where and this is just my opinion of what parts I've been there. It's it's old, mm-hmm. but they didn't let it run down. Yeah. It's like upkept. You know, everything's nice and yeah. uh, I guess it has to do with money. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but there's just people from every part of the United States and yeah. world there. It's every, everybody plays music there, too. I saw a guy um, playing at a bar on Broadway and he only had one arm and he was playing music. But was he playing an instrument? Yeah, he was playing guitar play? with Goodness. one arm. Wow. He had a, his right arm was gone and he had. He had a pick duct tape to his arm. Also oh, strumming, yeah. Yeah, and he was duct taped with pick around his arm. It was crazy. Blew yeah. my mind. I was like, I want to play music with these. <laughs> yeah. Be the star of the show. I was like, that's crazy. You listen to Chris Knight. Sounds familiar. Um, he's got this song that's uh, uh, "It Ain't Easy Being Me," mm-hmm. and uh, the last verse of it, he says, um, "There ought to be a sideshow act for freaks like me." Yeah. He said, I could be the star of the show with my name on the marquee. Yeah. Uh, in a room with a big red button that says, Danger, do not touch. Yeah. And twice a day, I'd mash it down and you could watch me self destruct. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> in a, I, I, every time I hear that, I think, How did he? That is so good. You know, yeah. in a room with a big red button. Yeah. You just imagine like this. Uh, 
the staple uh, yes. staples easy <laughs> button. You know what I mean? In a room yeah. with a big red button with a big label says "Do not touch." Yeah. And he and he uses the word mash twice uh, a day. I'd mash it down, and you could watch me self destruct. Man, that's that's yeah, that's awesome. He's right? from Western Kentucky. Okay, but he's a he's a good songwriter. Oh yeah, he's like a um, uh, kind of a Steve Earle okay. kind of songwriter. He, he has a neat story. If you look him up, he uh, he was like a, an inspector of uh, old coal mines that they were shut down. You know, had to go and inspect mm-hmm. them. And uh, he'd play guitar and sing. And, and the story that I'd heard was he had heard Steve Earle play. And he thought, I can do that. And wow. he just started doing it. And he's... I was uh, at a show at the Ryman. And Justin Towns Earle was playing... Mm-hmm the next night and his dad was playing across the street Bridgestone the same night. And <laughs> yeah. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. I've, I've been just started listening to some Justin Towns Earl. He's really like, good. Yeah. I feel like you'd really like a pokey Lafarge. You're listening to him. Yeah. He's a, a St. Louis guy. Yeah. 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 That's good stuff. He, uh, of course, Steve Earl, great songwriter. Oh yeah. You know, he's, I don't care for his politics, but, you know, I love his music. Yeah. So like I said about Sturgill Simpson, I don't like his politics, but you know what? Yeah. I don't listen to him for his politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> if he starts talking politics, I just skip that part. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just like I don't listen to the politicians sing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think Bill Clinton could be a pretty good singer. Yeah, saxophone player. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember he's a heck of a saxophone player. Yeah, I think they're, hopefully their political days are done. You know, there's got to be a point where you're just like, why? I'm done. <laughs> I mean, you're making millions of dollars a year. Yeah. No matter what you do now, it's like. Pretty you know, wild. Yeah, I would. You know, Donald Trump has to be thinking that. You, you know, <laughs> he's got to be thinking that. Yeah. Because it wasn't like he needed the money. And I understand you got some drive and you want to make a change. You want to, you got an agenda. Yeah. But then, you know, there's got to be a point where you're like, I quit. Y'all can have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like a breaking point. Yeah, because it can't be fun. No. I don't. Could it be fun? I don't think so. I don't know how it could possibly be fun. I don't think uh, being that in charge looks that much fun. No way. <laughs> Not with what comes with it. And I don't I don't follow. I, I watch Joe Rogan's podcast quite a bit. But the, um, the guy that has the info wars crazy uh, 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 Alex Jones okay I just this Google thing pops up on my phone all the time I keep meaning to disable it because it's like going off all the time news alert kind of thing and I saw this deal he uh, Twitter banned him for life he can't be back on Twitter wow he's like extreme oh he's this he's very uh, conspiracy theorist I mean he thinks like the Columbine shooting was rigged and didn't really happen. I mean, just like stuff that's so far out there yeah. that, you know. Wow. But I think. That's half, wild. I don't think he believes half that. I think half of it's just part of his shtick, you know. Yeah. Wow. And speaking of shtick, I went uh, I went to see uh, Chris Stapleton play at uh, Verizon in Little mm-hmm. Rock. And the best part of the show was Marty Stewart opened for him. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really oh. cool. And, um, uh Marty Stewart's playing around here somewhere soon, I think. Oh, is he? Uh, he some, he yeah. plays around here quite a bit. Yeah. But it was so funny, and I fell for his joke. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, you know, everybody's got their shtick they do. Yeah. And he's got, he's introducing his band members. Have you ever been to a Marty Stewart show? I haven't, no. Well, he probably does this every time. But he's introducing his band members. And uh, he introduces his bass player from so-and-so from Bald Knob, Arkansas. And then so-and-so from somewhere else, Arkansas. And like so-and-so from Bigelow, Arkansas. And he's going all that. And I'm like... How in the world does he have all these band members from Arkansas? Bald Knob, I grew up so there. people like look him up. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you because yeah. it's exactly what I did. Yeah. And I'm like, what? How's this guy from Bald Knob? And I grew up in ba- right by Bald Knob, and it. I don't know him. Yeah. And I care about music, you know. Yeah. And I'm looking it up, and I'm like, oh, he got me. He ain't, yeah. ain't none of them from Arkansas. That's awesome. <laughs> I love Marty Stewart. I was listening. He was on a WSM podcast. I was listening to recently, and uh, he was talking about how. He sounds like a hoarder. <laughs> he, he, uh, he's talking about how he goes to all these places and uh, he collects all this like music memorabilia and stuff. And uh, he's well, the talking people about, he's been around. He's probably got some. Oh yeah, stuff. it sounds really cool. And then like, you know, I'm sure he has a really awesome collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he he's written some great songs too. Oh yeah, Marty Stewart's awesome. He plays yeah. at the. Uh, He's a good guitar player, too. At the Toad Suck Days Festival yeah. every year, I think. Yeah, this last time, Luke Williams' man uh, got to open for him. Oh, cool. Yeah. I know uh, my friend's uh, Route 358 from Fayetteville. They opened for him like two years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's a, a Luke's full performance is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toad Suck Days. Yeah. I've never been. I've heard I've heard it's really cool yeah. festival. But it I is. I played uh, one festival one time. It's called... Uh, Bats and bluegrass. This is weird. It was in Toadsuck? No, it oh. was in it was somewhere in Arkansas. It was called Bats and Bluegrass Festival. We'll have to get you to play the 4th of July here at Pangburn. Yeah. The next year. Yeah, Luke played fun. it. Luke's band closed it this year, but it's a. Uh, cool. There, there was this year, there, I mean, 601 people. They do a very good fireworks show and they do a festival in the oh. day, you know, where they got booths yeah. and food. And, uh, and uh, there was probably, uh, there's some drone footage of it that I saw. I would say there was 700 people there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just out in the, it's at the park over here in town. Cool. That's but, really uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I played that, um, that blues heritage festival with Sam Williams, uh, last weekend and, uh, got to see this guy's name is Anthony Gomes. And he's like, I swear the guy's like a reincarnation of, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan or something. Oh, it's wow. crazy. Uh, that guy player. was a really good guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. He had just like a three piece. What was the name again? Anthony Gomes. Anthony Gomes. G O M E S. And it just blew my mind how much sound could come out of three people. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's really the way to go if you're going to have a band and you're going to travel and, and yeah. make money just gigging. Yeah. Yeah, you know, two the, or three piece. Yeah, 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 three piece max. You start getting five, and yeah, you're losing all divided your by five. Add, add a horn section in there, and <laughs> like a double ry- rhythm section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Trumpet, sax. Yeah. So I always love Merle's band. He's always got the saxophone player. Yeah. You listen to Merle Haggard. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know is Don. Mm-hmm. I always thought in that song. Uh, you know where he goes. He, he, I don't even know if it's the actual lyrics of the song, but he always says it. He'll say, hey, Don, you don't have to get high to get yeah. happy. Yeah. Just think about what's in store. I always think Don's probably a toker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he always says, hey, Don, you don't that's have right. to get high to get yeah. happy. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, he always had a huge band. Yeah. 
I guess when you sell out the Astrodome, you can afford all the horns, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Have you um, had a band, a full band before, or have you just always played alone? I've played in a multitude of different bands. First band I was ever in was a metal band. Wow. I've been in two metal bands, a gypsy jazz band, a bunch of bluegrass bands, and... Uh, you do, were in a metal band? I was in two metal bands. Wow. So I started off with, yeah. That's, you know, it's a trend that you see a lot with people that play your your style of music. That's, yeah. They've had some history yeah. in, a, in a metal band. Yeah, I, I, I attribute a lot of that to my dad. <laughs> he uh, started, uh, he listened to, I mean, I guess he still does, listen to, he uh, we listened to a lot of Ronnie James Dio and or Guns N' Roses or something. Mm-hmm. And then my older brother got me into Metallica and Rob Zombie and White Zombie and yeah, everything like that. And there, uh, bluegrass music and metal is really similar. You know, it's I Very. like really I like really kind of aggressive music. And I think bluegrass is played really aggressively. Mm-hmm. You know, there's differences, but I mean they're they're very similar. Yeah, you know. Yeah, a lot of. Uh you know, a sad story told in a different way, kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not honky tonks, yeah. crying in your beer, sad, like pissed off, sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aggression. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm, I'm big into some metal. You still are? Yeah. I remember I, you telling me that last time. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are you listening to on your, when you drive right now? Um, well, like, just like, I listen to a lot of underground, like '80s, '90s rap too, because that I just like kind of pissed off music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rage Against the Machine is a big one for me. Um, I listen to those guys a lot. They're probably my top five favorite bands. But I also listen to a lot of Grateful Dead. They're mm-hmm. in my top five. I don't know. I kind of listen to everything. Yeah. But I was listening to rap on the way here. Who? I was listening to Eminem's new rap album. Yeah, I haven't listened to it. Is it good? It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He, he, and I'm, I don't consider myself a rap fan, even yeah. though I, I listen to some rap. But I don't listen to it. I have listened to it. Yeah. But he is very, very talented. Lyrically. Oh, yeah. He he just won his last album. He won, uh, he broke like a Guinness Book of World Record holder thing or whatever for wow. being like the fastest rapper and syllable <laughs> and all yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, the way his, way his words, it's like, it's like every verse ends in the middle of a verse. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, like if you saw a song written out, you know, line, line was like, this would be like line and a half, and a half <laughs> yeah. a line. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it ended, it, but it, it just, it's, it's it, crazy. It flows. Yeah. That's what they would say. It flows. Yeah. <laughs> his, his stuff is really awesome. I went through a Eminem phase whenever I was a lot younger. Bleached my hair and everything. Oh, wow. yeah! I was the only kid I think listening to Eminem and Robert Johnson at the same time or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard this band? Uh, I just—I'll tell you, it's funny how things work. I—I I listened to this um, this comedian. I can't think. Theo Vaughn. Heard mm-hmm. of him? He's a comedian. Um, I caught him on um, Joe Rogan's podcast. He has him on a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, he has his own podcast. In the opening song of the podcast just caught me. I'm like, that's a good song. Who is it? And I, I looked it up and it was, um, uh, it's called, uh, devil is a woman. The devil is a woman. 
um, uh, Bishop Gunn. I don't know. He, it's they're really cool. You need to check this song out. It's yeah. called "The Devil Is a Woman," and he talks about Robert Johnson met her at the crossroads. Yeah. And then in one verse he says, "And uh, Charlie said she plays pretty mean fiddle too." Oh wow! You know what I mean? Cool, He's yeah. saying he has all this proof that yeah. the devil is a woman. Wow! <laughs> it's a Bishop Gunn. That's cool. They're Let's like a, they're like a uh, southern rock yeah. kind of. Have you, have you ever listened to Robert Johnson? Uh, yeah, a little bit, not a lot. His, uh, I, I went on, on like a Robert Johnson like kick whenever I was probably thirteen or fourteen, but uh, he's he's buried in uh, Greenwood, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and there's three grave markers for him across the town, and nobody knows which one he's under. But I've always really wanted, and and it's not far. Like I don't yeah, think Greenwood's it's far. Not far yeah, Greenwood's not far. Yeah, so I've always wanted to go there and like check yeah. it out. But yeah. he's he's. Yeah, Robert Johnson's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. He's the king of the Delta Blues. That's right, yeah. which is good stuff. Oh, man. All that across. Do you play any across Mississippi? I've done, um, like, south Mississippi, like on the ocean, mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, uh, what's it? Biloxi. Like, I've done Biloxi, Biloxi Mississippi a bunch. Mobile, any Mobile. of that area? Yeah. I've done Mobile and Biloxi. That's what I must have done. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little different area than it is central because of all the tourism and mm-hmm. all that, it's a little little bit different. Yeah, I played in Biloxi, Mississippi a bunch at this Led Zeppelin theme bar. Wow. And I was playing, they booked me uh, one night with eight metal bands, and I was the opener. And <laughs> people told me that I was the most metal musician there. <laughs> it was hilarious. And you were playing the same... I was playing bluegrass playing music. Playing bluegrass music. <laughs> in a Led Zeppelin bar with all these people walking around with pentagrams on their shirts and stuff yeah well what about tonight what do you think uh with the biker scene i think your response will be good (laughs) i don't know i hope so how late are you playing i'm doing 9 30 to 10 45 something like that but i think there's a i think on the opener i might not be i don't know but there's like two like punk bands playing too wow i think i think that's what they are i could be wrong i don't know bikers like punk music i don't know I guess if they ride crotch rockets, they probably. Like, yeah. <laughs> I played there uh, three or four years ago with a band that I really like called Sad Daddy, out of Arkansas. They're out of uh, well, half the band just moved to Nashville, but the other half is in like Conway, and okay. Little Rock. But they're called, really called what? Sad Daddy. Sad Daddy. They're really good. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, <clears throat> Hot Springs is. A neat town for music. I mean, there's been oh, a lot yeah. of, a lot of music yeah. throughout history came through Hot Springs. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they. Um, it's old, old town. Mm-hmm. Heard a story one time, and I don't know if there's any truth to it at all, but the uh, the whoever the people were that kind of had the idea that started Branson mm-hmm. first went to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh, cool. And like supposedly the city council shot it down, said no, and they went to Branson. <laughs> I know, uh, Brant, you heard of Dogpatch? Mm-hmm. I heard, yes. I think uh, Branson probably put Dogpatch out of business. Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been online and seen those, like, recent photographs? Oh, yeah, photographs? you can They're hike around so there now. Neat. You can? Yeah, you can hike around I'd love, there. Those pictures are so neat. I remember it from yeah. when I was a kid. I'd love to go. I've, I've never even gone. I'd heard a rumor that they someone was going to restore it and open mm-hmm. it or, or what the... I don't know. That'd be cool. 
but Silver Dollar City is yeah. probably what really shut it down. Oh, yeah. If you're going to go do rides and all that stuff, I always say I hate going to the county fair. I'd rather go to Silver Dollar City because that yeah. stuff stays there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not taking it down and putting it back together. Well, yeah. There was a fair that came by where we live in uh, Nashville. Yeah. And uh, my wife and I went, and we, <laughs> we rode on the Ferris wheel. And we were, that was good enough for us. Like, uh, you saw the guy that put it together. Back. You saw the guy that put yeah. it together, and you're like, he didn't care if all the pins went in or nah, not. Yeah, we're, we're we're good. Yeah, I know what uh, Marty Stewart's playing the White County Fair here. Oh, cool. The county Fair, that's where it was. Cool. Yeah, I saw where um, uh, Charles Hames posted mm. that on Facebook, and he's going to MC it. Oh, wow. Which, with having five kids, you can just imagine we avoid that side of town yeah. when the fair's <laughs> going to it. I think the last concert I went to there was um, uh, Sawyer Brown. Oh, I don't know. You ever heard of Sawyer Brown? Nah. Yeah, he uh, he played. And the only reason I remember is one of my friends, and I, mean, I was in probably junior high or elementary, uh, one of my friend's mom caught his one of his picks he threw a pick and she oh. caught a pick you know the odds yeah. of catching a pick or <laughs> wow. yeah i saw your brown i started watching this movie last night um i just watched i fell asleep in like the first 20 minutes of it it's uh from 1976 um the songwriter we just talked about a little while ago that i've showed you the timeline of oh uh, chris christopherson, chris christopherson. Yeah. yeah he's the actor the main actor and he's uh, in a band uh, like a rock band, he's the star of the band. I didn't, I, I never watched enough of it to figure out what band it was supposed to be or if, if it was uh, supposed to be anyone. But he wasn't the greatest actor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like Chris Christopherson. Yeah, I played um last year at the WSM radio station, which is like the Grand Ole Opry radio station, right. or whatever. And uh, they had a picture of Chris Christopherson walking in the same door that I just walked in. The day before. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude's a legend. Oh, man. He's great. Yeah. He, you know, was a janitor. Yeah. You know, and, and gave those songs to Johnny Cash, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what song was in there? Which one? Sunday Morning Coming Down. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was in that batch of songs, and Johnny recorded that song. You ever heard of the uh, the Leuven Brothers? Uh-uh. They, uh, there's this, uh, country duo, like country gospel duo back, way back. But anyway, they were, uh, playing a show in Arkansas and, uh, this kid come up and he didn't have money to get into the show. And so one of the Louvre brothers just let him in and it turned out to be Johnny Cash. Wow. Yeah. You know, like your style of music, there's an audience that loves it. Mm-hmm. Now that audience are it's not all going to be in Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. where, and Chris Christopherson talks about this in a, in a interview I watched with him recently, how was it the boar's nest where they played? Was that the name of the place? I can't remember what the name of boar's head or the boar's nest or mm-hmm. something. And he said that he, how fortunate he was to get to play there yeah. because he got to play for a, it was a group of people that loved what he did. Yeah. Had he been just playing randomly somewhere where it's just, you know, maybe two yeah. people in the crowd liked what he did, that he would have quit. You know what I mean? He wouldn't mm-hmm. have, but he was fortunate to play where his audience was there and it gave him an opportunity. He said, I never would have wrote 
some of the songs that I later wrote yeah. had I not had that opportunity. Wow, yeah, that's true. I played in some places that uh, there'd not be anybody there, you know? You're just playing to the bartender or whatever, but <laughs> I think sometimes those kind of places uh, you have to play, you know, to pay What's your the time of the week or, and the, the time sometimes? Yeah. Time or, of day and time of the week. Yeah, or, you know, I think it makes you humble too, but, you know, if you're playing uh, empty bars every night of the week, you know, there's probably <laughs> there might be something wrong. Yeah, but absolutely. But I think it makes you humble too. Yeah. Well, and the internet helps now as well. Yeah. I mean, just like we talked earlier about, you know, looking at a map and calling places to to schedule a show. It's all about cold calling. Yeah. What if you didn't have the internet? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you're gonna call four one one. Yeah. (laughs) And say a live music in wherever. You know. I mean. You think about it now. If you really want to work, it's there to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there to do. Do you uh, you have your favorites like in certain towns where you're like, I'm definitely gonna, I want to book them. Oh if yeah, they're available. Oh yeah. What are some of them? There's this place in uh, Manitou Springs, Colorado, called Kinfolks, and it's a, uh, it's actually a bluegrass bar, mm-hmm. and it's in a really touristy part of town, but. I've only played there three times, and all the same people always come back when they know that I'm playing there. Wow! And it's just really, it's really awesome people. Like they they always want to hear Grateful Dead songs, and I'm a huge Grateful Dead nut. Uh-huh. And uh, you know they love the bluegrass stuff, and it's yeah. that place is really cool. Um, so, the, what time of year do you play there? I play. I don't go to Colorado in the winter, <laughs> but. <laughs> I do Colorado like during the summer or the fall, so or spring. <clears throat> leading up to you heading there to play, do you do any like promoting social media? Oh, do you do yeah. anything like getting the word I'm going to be there? How yeah. do, what do you do? Um, some 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 of the people that will come to the shows will find me on social media or something, or I'll I'll message them and be like, hey, I'm playing here again, gotcha. or something like that. Yeah, because you know? I think that's you know important yeah. part of being out there yeah you, you gotta, know, you use, gotta the, use every free avenue you have you, you know, gotta tell it. them yeah you gotta tell them there's a place in chicago uh that i like playing it's called the uncommon ground and it's this really cool um kind of listening room gig and everybody there just really appreciates it yeah. Every time somebody, you know, if I, I played in bars that nobody listens, and then mm-hmm. when you play in a listening room type of thing, everybody pays attention and really, yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I had uh, Eric Bolander from Lexington, Kentucky, on. He's a uh, art teacher at a high school there. Mm-hmm. And he travels playing music, and he played somewhere. I think he said I'd have to go back and listen to the podcast. I think he said in Mobile. I think it's called the listening room or something. Oh, yeah. And the owner of the bar, before the music starts, he tells everyone basically to sit down and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which gives them a chance to actually hear his music. Yeah. That's like the place I'm playing tonight. It's kind of that same way. I kind of got that listening room effect, mm-hmm. which is really nice, you know. Well, you know, I- I've gone to King's Live in Conway mm-hmm. a couple of times. You ever played there? Oh, yeah. I played there a bunch. Okay. Well, you know, it's a lot of college students. Yeah. I've been frustrated a few times where I'm like, would y'all just shut up and listen? <laughs> yeah. Which I understand. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. I went there and saw the uh, uh, the Little Buffalo River Band. Oh, yeah. I've played guys? a couple shows with them They're before. They're good. Yeah. They're cool. 
I played uh, my first festival with them. I opened for them. Their lead singer, I, I think he's cool. He's a good guitar oh, player. Yeah. I, I haven't know heard him, him in several years, but I went there. It's probably been back in the winter. We went there and saw him. And there was a gentleman that opened for him. I meant to have him on the podcast because I was, I was impressed with him because he played uh, rock, salt, and nails. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. That always. Uh, yeah. uh, I can't remember his name. He just solo gig. He plays around Fayetteville. Some I think. That one's on my album. Yeah, uh, yeah I've been. Is it, a, to it is it Russell Corbin? Yeah, yeah, Russell Corbin's yeah, yeah. exactly who it yeah. was. Russell's a good dude. Yeah, he's yeah. he's pretty cool. I saw him play there, and I'm. He's the only other solo musician I know that covers that song. Yeah, yeah. He covered it that night, and I went straight to him. Yeah. I said, "You got to tell me," because I know that song was written by um, got a guy way back. Oh what, yeah, what was his name that wrote it? Uh, oh, the song was written like back in like the yeah, fifties like, yeah, or sixties. I, I can't remember the guy's name. I looked it up one day because I wanted to know who, but but I, I never heard it till Tyler Childers did it. Yeah. And then I looked back who wrote it and everything. And I, I read a, an article. He never performed the song, the guy that wrote it. Oh, really? And wow. you know what he said? Hmm. He said, I don't sing love songs. <laughs> wow. But he wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> he said, no, I don't, I don't play that. I don't sing love songs. They're like, he uh, wrote it. George Jones covers that, too. Utah Phillips. Oh, yeah. That's his name. Yeah. Utah, I just thought of it. Yeah. George Jones covers that song. Really? Yeah. I've got to look that up. Um. Willie Watson from Olker Medicine Show. That's where I heard it. I heard I've heard them do it. And uh, George Jones covered Rock Salt and Nails. Pretty positive. I'm glad I had you here today. I need that one. Pretty sure George Jones covers it. It's a great song. Oh yeah. I couldn't believe I hadn't heard it. I was watching a Red Barn radio of Tyler Childers, mm-hmm. and he played it. That's good. Yeah, it's a very good song. It just, it just, it don't end. It just yeah. stops. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it ain't over. Yes. <laughs> it's just one of those songs where, you know, it. Uh, you're playing with Sam Williams. Mm-hmm. We talked before the podcast. Um, pretty cool. He's got a, a big following. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's blowing up for sure. Um, How'd it come about? How, how did you even, I mean, did you go to a gig and he was there or what? No, uh, I don't know how it all really happened, but he found me because I won the Acoustic Entertainer of the Year for the Arkansas Country Music Awards. I don't know how he found that, but... I do. Social media. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly how. That's why it's so important. He he messaged me after I won, like the day after I won, and uh, he said something like, oh, I saw you won that award. That's crazy awesome. Would love to hang out and play music or whatever and so i was like oh yeah sounds good and then for a couple weeks nothing ever you know we didn't talk or anything but then like he messaged me and said hey what are you doing this day i was like oh nothing and he's like come play this festival with me with buddy guy and robert cray and shooter jennings and it's like fuck yeah sounds cool so you got to meet shooter too i did i got to my wife got to hang out with him oh wow while we played yeah I just watched him on the podcast with Joe Rogan the other day. Oh, he's yeah. cool. He's, he's a he's a he's nice cool. guy. Yeah, we talked about how how awesome Fayetteville is. <laughs> he's a good songwriter too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. So, and then just so everyone knows, Sam Williams. Yeah, he's son. Hank Junior's youngest son, right? Yeah. He don't have a son younger than him, right? No, Sam Sam's my age. He's two months older than me. So. Yeah, I can tell he was young and. Favors his grandfather a lot. Oh, yeah. He just put out a really good song, uh, The Lost Grandchild's Plea. is on yeah. CMT and all that stuff. The Lost Grandchild's Plea. Yeah. About Hank Williams, right? Yeah. Hank Hank and Audrey. 
Where does Sam, does Sam live in Nashville? Mm-hmm. He lives in uh, uh, like South Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's invited me over and hung out and. Now you played banjo mm-hmm. on stage with him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he surprised that you were a banjo picker? I don't know. He told me it sounded good. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was that was cool. And we played. Um, you're talking about Chelsea Nolan. We played a show yeah. with her the next night after that festival in Warsaw, Kentucky. Warsaw, Kentucky. Is that southern southern part? It's just north of Louisville a little oh, bit. Oh no, yeah, it's way west. Yeah, yeah, it was that was a fun show. Warsaw, Kentucky. It was right on the river and it was a kind of a house show gig or something and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. The place we were playing was like the uh, some big respected person in that town. Anyway, you say house show like a party at their home, yeah. like a private show. Yeah. And they they turned their barn into a venue essentially for like house shows. Yeah. And uh they they it's so funny they told me they're like our barn is like a cracker barrel for alcoholics. <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool." That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and Chelsea Nolan played. Chelsea Nolan yeah, played. I love her music. Her voice yeah. is so good. Yeah, she's really nice. Yeah, I'd seen on social media, Instagram or something, where she had played a couple of shows uh, with Sam Williams. Yeah. So was she open for him or something? Yeah, or she she opened and then. We sang some songs uh, with Sam, and then she got back up and sang with us and yeah. stuff. So, and he writes his songs. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, he did. A, he did a bunch of um, Hank Senior covers, mm-hmm. and then we ended with uh, "Whiskey Bent and Hellbound." I love that song. I just watched a, a video of that song last night of Hank Junior. Probably somewhere around late 70s early 80s mm. where he didn't have the full beard he had the pork chops yeah. and the mustache you know and he's on stage with uh you can hear that there's a band but on the tv show that he was on uh. it was just him and a telecaster wow yeah and uh of course you know how he wears a strap mm. he don't put his head through it you know yeah <laughs> yeah it's like his signature yeah it was really fun um getting to listen to some of sam's stories about hank jr <laughs> yeah yeah tell us some um, you, are you telling us something? Sure. He uh, showed up at his house, and uh, he was telling me that we're going to ride at Hank Jr.'s Tahoe all weekend. I was like, all right, that sounds good. And he was telling me how uh, whenever he bought, when Hank Jr. bought this Tahoe, he uh, he wouldn't buy it if the, the Tahoe had three rows of seats, and he wouldn't buy it if the last row was in there. So they made the people at the dealership take it out, or else he wasn't going to buy it. No, I thought it was a really funny story, but. He's still playing shows, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He tours a lot of things. He, there's a song he recently wrote that was actually pretty good. I can't remember that. Yeah, my uh, my friends, I don't know if you know Mary Heather. Her, her band opened for Hank Jr. in El Dorado. Or El Dorado, Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas. Yeah, there's a festival down there. Yeah, they've got a, there's a restaurant down there, too, now. Oh, really? That's I've having never live been there. Music. You, need to, you need to schedule a show there. I, yeah. I wanted to go and we couldn't work it out uh, timing wise, uh, but there was a um, Jason Eady, Jason Eady from Texas. Uh, uh, he played there. Cool. Of course, hell, El Dorado is almost Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Louisiana actually. Yeah, but yeah. it's very south. But yeah, there's a lot of rich music history there. Yeah, I saw something like Brad- uh, Steve Earle played that uh, oh, venue about. Cool. Year ago or less than a year ago. Yeah, I saw Brad Paisley plays there and yeah. all that stuff. I 
played, I've only played once in uh, Texarkana. I was like 16 or something. Yeah. Have you played Texas any? Mm-hmm. I've done, uh, actually with Mary Heather uh, and her band, I've played there a couple times. We did the... Uh, we played this lesbian bar there, which was a lot of fun. And we played the AT&T Stadium there. <laughs> he said, hey, there. I'm a lesbian too. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and we played the AT&T Stadium there for a Dallas Cowboy game. Really? Which was a lot of fun, yeah. Big crowd, right? Yeah, and they're playing there again the end of this month. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Texas is rich with music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm talking about that reminded me of Hayes Carl. He's a Texas guy, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Austin, Texas. Is, have you been to Austin? I still haven't been to Austin. You've got to go to Austin. Everybody tells me i got to go to Austin. you got to go. Never been. Yeah. I, had a, I met a guy in Chicago that I was playing a show with that lives in Austin, and he told me he could hook me up with some gigs there. So Yeah, there's lots of gigs. Oh, there. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, there's... It gets weird when the sun goes down. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm playing in Amarillo, Texas... At the end of this month. Yeah, that's middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's way out there. Yeah. <laughs> you got to brush up on your Amarillo by morning. I know. <laughs> Amarillo, Texas. Yeah, when you look on a map at that whole West Texas, mm-hmm. you know, Texas is huge and definitely a lot of people there. Yeah. But in West Texas, there's a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ever been out to uh, like New Mexico? Nope. There isn't a whole lot of nothing there, too, <laughs> but it's a really pretty state. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of music come from uh that area too, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of good musicians. I've been following watching for this movie uh with Blaze Foley to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Sundance film, have you seen much about Blaze Foley? Uh. You need to look up Blaze Foley. He's from Malvern, Arkansas. Oh, okay. And uh you'll drive through there today. All right. Drive cool. through Malvern, I think. But he moved to Austin very early and uh, he was became known as the duct tape messiah oh wow because the they went through this phase of the 80s where everyone wore these uh uh wing tips you know because urban yeah, cowboy yeah. and all that come out wow. well he would make fun of them he'd use duct tape and make his own he's like these are way cheaper than those <laughs> ones <laughs> and then cool. he made a coat out of duct tape wow. but he's very a very good songwriter he wrote the song that uh, Merle Haggard did called If I Could Only Fly. Oh, really? Blaze Foley wrote that song. Wow. I watched a video last night of him performing that song in 1985. Wow. So you think that song has been around. And Merle didn't record it till like, probably uh, 2005, mm. something like that. Wow, that's crazy. And Blaze Foley. From Malvern, Arkansas. One of his best friends was uh, Towns Van Zandt. Wow. And he write, his writing style is almost identical to Towns Van Zandt. It's like uh, the people who think that uh, Chris Stapleton wrote Tennessee Whiskey. It's a David Allen Coe song. <laughs> yes. David Allen Coe took it from Etta James. Yep. Yeah. Chris Stapleton did not write that song. Yeah. I like his version of it. Yeah. But I do too, but it drives me crazy. People are like, oh, Chris Stapleton wrote it. Man, I was listening to that song, yeah. Yeah. Before Chris Stapleton. Yeah. But he, uh, the neat thing is the song Whiskey and You, mm-hmm. his version of that. And I, I'm a Chris Stapleton fan, but it, it's not my, he's not my favorite by no yeah. means. But his version of that song, I say it a hundred times, and I feel like I repeat it on every podcast I ever do, but I, every conversation I ever have, it seems like this comes up. Yeah. Who is the guy? 
that heard Chris Stapleton's demo of that song and said, yeah, Tim McGraw needs to do that. Because <laughs> you know Tim McGraw first did that song. Yeah. And how? And you've heard Chris Stapleton's version. Yeah. How could you think anyone else could do it? <laughs> you know what know. I mean? Oh no. It's like these guys are nuts. He's good at what he does. I mean, I, I really like him. Uh, He's not a band guy though. I, I'm almost ashamed to say this, but I went. I saw him in Little Rock. Mm. I didn't like it. It's yeah. a full band. He's a. A guy in like the NPR Tiny Desk version. That's yeah. my favorite, Chris Stapleton. Like solo. Yeah, with his wife and a tambourine. Yeah. Yeah, I love that version of him. Yeah. I've never seen him live, so. But it was a big to do. But Marty Stewart opened was the best part of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'd really like to see Marty Stewart. I really like his wife, too, Connie Smith. Yeah, I don't know. Connie's really good. Yeah. Good singer. Does your wife sing? No, she, we play together at the house and stuff. She'll she sing play any me. instruments? Mm, she don't? No. She's she's a really good uh, artist. Like, oh, yeah? She likes to do charcoal stuff. I tell, always tell my wife, play the hell out of the radio. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. She don't play any instruments. Now, she thinks she's not She thinks she's not a good artist, but she really is. She paint or draw? or She does like a... Like charcoal. Oh, you like, said that charcoal. Yeah, right. like drawing with charcoal and stuff. She's That's really cool. good at it. She don't think she is, but she she really is. She enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of as a hobby kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that you know that I know. Like with me, my wife, she likes music, but she doesn't feel the same way I do about it. Yeah. But you know, sometimes she drives her insane that I'll go so deep into finding out about a song. Like, oh, I do too, dude. I mean, I've been on this Towns Van Zant kick. I finally yeah. paid $7.99. I'm just, you know, I hated to do it to watch that Heartworn Highways. Yeah. You know what? Have you seen yeah. the, I mean, the, there's clips of it on YouTube, but you yeah. got to pay $7.99 to watch the movie. Yeah. I watch, I mean, I just, that stuff just fascinates me. Oh, I, I love that stuff. I love, yeah. Just, who wrote it? I got to go, I hear a good song. First thing I want to know is who wrote it. Yeah. And if the guy that I first heard it is the one that wrote it, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but more than likely, I'm going to find out who wrote it, and that's the only person I ever want to hear sing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, you, sometimes I used to be bad about wanting to knock people that didn't write it, you know, and they're the ones making all the money off of it. Well, they're not. Mm-hmm. The writer, and of course, it's different now, but, you know, through the good times of when they could make money, yeah. it, you know, the writer made a lot of money from the mm-hmm. song too, but I respect the guy that's covering it, you know, the George Strait mm-hmm. or whatever, because Hey, without him, I might not have got the chance to hear the Tim McGraw without Tim yeah. McGraw. I might not have got a chance to hear Chris Stapleton's version. Yeah. So I respect that. That's true. I agree with that. So I'm just using those guys. I use them to find the good song and then I scrap them and go to the guy that wrote yeah. it. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. But it's, uh, songwriting is what I love. Mm-hmm. The, the, not just songwriting, music writing, the licks, the guitar, the, yeah. Uh, like, like I've, I've told you, I, I mean, I, I write songs. I don't feel like that's my strong suit. I feel like I'm definitely more of an instrumentalist than anything, but, uh, uh, and I mean, I have to, I have to, uh, give a lot of, you know, thanks to my parents for, uh, you know, helping me uh, 
they drove me to gigs and stuff whenever I couldn't. And then uh, I had a guitar teacher that, you know, really put a lot of the uh, blues music in me. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I just like really kind of um, complex music, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, like kind of complex well, guitar playing. Go into the Beethoven. The, yeah. I, I was impressed with some of your videos. That's yeah. complicated. I like the hard stuff, you know. And I think... Yeah, that's what it's, yeah. It yeah. kind of took a long way around to get to yeah. that, but yeah. I, I do too. I, I'm, I agree with you. I, the, the licks sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? The licks. That's why I've always been a, a Merle Haggard fan. You know, there are yeah. some licks that Roy Nichols was his original guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Red Volkart, who played for him later, was better, mm-hmm. but he didn't write those licks. Yeah. Roy Nichols made those licks up from scratch. Yeah. You know the song, uh, That's the Way Love Goes? Mm-hmm. Just that... He made that up. It's a great lick. Yeah. The uh, Ed King, mm-hmm. you know, that that died recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. How can I forget that name? Um, he wrote yeah. that... L- beginning of sweet home alabama yeah i mean i've heard it so many times i can't stand to hear it but that's a testament to how great it is he just died like a week ago i think yeah i was reading that and i'm like you know you you forget about that kind of stuff sometimes i mean that you've heard that song so many times yeah he made that up before it was that before anybody ever heard it yeah he made it yeah (laughs) I'll do another song. Yeah, please do. Let's see. Uh, Sometimes I listen to my podcast mm-hmm. and I think, Joey, shut up. <laughs> I mean, I'll delete my stuff out. All I, I, wow, what's wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, it's pretty sad. It takes me a little. It takes me a little while to gather a complete thought <laughs> of what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I've been hanging out of town in that low-down rain Watching good time Charlie friends driving me insane Down on shitty Charlotte Street all the green lights are looking red And I wish you back home on the farm in my feathered bed But I got myself a rocking chair to see if I could lose these thin dime hard times hell on church street blues these thin dime hard times hell on the church street blues and i got myself a picker friend and i read today's news I folded up page 21 and I stuck it in my shoe Gave a little change to the poor, my good turn for the day I took my little wallet and I threw it far away Cause I got myself a rocking chair to see if I could lose These thin dime hard times, hell on church street blues these thin dime hard times are hell on the church street blue. 
wish I had some guitar strings That old black diamond brand I'd string up this old Martin box And go join a band But I think I will stay right here And pick and sing a while Trying to make a little change To give you folks a smile But I got myself a rocking chair To see if I could lose these thin dime hard times Hell on Church Street Blues These thin dime hard times Hell on the Church Street Blues These thin dime hard times Hell on the Church Street Blues Sweet, is that yours? I wish. Who, who's that? It's a Tony Rice song. Tony Rice. Big bluegrass here. I gotta, I gotta look that up. Yeah, that's a, that's a great song. It is. Hell on Church Street Blues. Yeah. yeah. Tells a story. Oh, yeah. I'll play another one. Another hero of mine, John Hartford. This one's uh, for all the working people. It uh, makes you think of those guys that, you know, in the times that they lived around here, you yeah. know what I mean, or northeast Arkansas, cotton farmers, and and they're just, they couldn't make it, 
and the jobs in Detroit came yeah. and the jobs in St. Louis and they're heading off to go to work in a tall building, you know, yeah. that's really what it makes me think of. Yeah, it's a really good song. Yeah. What's the name of it? Is it Tall, 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 tall Buildings? buildings. Okay. Yeah. John Hartford. They have a, the John Hartford Memorial Festival every year in Indiana, I think it is. He's a, it's a big bluegrass festival, but uh, I've always wanted to go to that one. Looks like a one. Just kind of like A and G. say buddy i know you gotta run i appreciate the hell out of you coming on have a safe trip buddy i can't wait till you come back again mm-hmm. 